When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got it. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's let's get right to it. This heavy-hearted episode (laughs) of the Bob Ryan. We need some organ music. Yeah, organ music would be good. Yeah, with uh, Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Right podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. The exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network, FanDuel, NBA Finals, which the Celtics are not going to be in, I don't think. Make a fast break to FanDuel. They get you covered right now. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel. Okay. So, fellas, uh, this is the day after the Celtics' embarrassing surrender of Game 3 in Miami. And I'm just going to open up the floor to Bob Ryan and let you start, Bob. I thought they were going to win. I did not think they would give us such a, a miserable performance. Uh, and I, I don't have an explanation. I mean, a week ago, we're celebrating, hey, they showed us a lot. Look at the way they rose up against Philly. Look at the game that Tatum played. Uh, he, he answered a lot of questions. I, I, I actually said that. I believed it. Um, this is a setback of monumental proportions. I mean, this is a, uh, and, and, and I continue to say it's, uh, it's inexplicable. It, it's about the head and, uh, and the chest, what's inside the chest. It's not about the raw talent. Now I agree. They didn't shoot well, but you know what? A good t- a team is, if a team is really worthy and, and this is not, this is not just true of the, of historically of the Boston Celtics is true of any team of, of the, uh, aspires to, you know, the great consequence. You have to learn how to win on nights when you're not shooting well. And you got to be tough and you got to, I mean, I can cite chapter and verse to some of those birdie routines. Like Milwaukee game, I'll never forget a game seven mess Milwaukee. They won that game because they won the offensive boards, period. That's why they won the game. And 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 they beat the Lakers once, once upon a time that way in 84. Uh, this team never wins a game like that, do they? Do they, Jeff? Do they, Jeff? Did they ever win a game like that? Did they, no. they grind out games? No, they That's win coasting games. And, and, and then they – so this is uh, – sadly, folks, this is who they are. They're, they're, they're proving unworthy, and, and I'm, I'm very disappointed. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, listen, to me, you know, I didn't know if they were going to win game three, but I thought they'd compete. 
Yeah. I thought they I thought they'd come out and play hard because again, you know, the proverbial backs against the wall, had to win this one. You win it, you got momentum. Now it's a series. And instead to get blown out this way was a complete embarrassment. And, and again, you know, I, I just I kind of get tired of, of watching these guys post game. And and you you guys know my affinity for Jason Tatum. Um, but I, I just I want more shit to him. I want more passion. I know that's not him, but the problem is he doesn't have that and nobody else has it around him. It would be fine if he was surrounded by some dudes that had some MF or in them. Well, that's not the case. This whole team is made of cool. Like Jalen Brown should be that. He's not that. He, he's been worse. As much as you want to criticize Jason Tatum, and he hasn't been good when it mattered in the fourth quarter in this series, Jalen Brown's been terrible from one to four. Like, he's been terrible the whole game of this series. Can't shoot. Again, can't dribble. Kind of reverted back. So yeah. when you have your top two players that don't have a lot of fire and aren't getting it done, you're you're not going to – and Jimmy Butler is an MFer. He is, period. But he wasn't the story last night. He no, was- but he's always the story because, you know what, even when he's not scoring, he's playing with intensity. He's getting okay. his guys going. He trusts his players. I mean, Gabe Vincent was – I know he, he was a story last night. The story was the supporting cast. You're right. But Jimmy Butler's always a part of it. Yeah, always. I agree. Yeah. Well, they have to pay attention to him. They did double him and and, and actually had a, a moments of effectiveness doing so, which which they didn't sustain. You know, so you're right. I understand. You're right about that. He does. You know, um, smart. You, we kind of, if you would have, where's he in that regard? Because, you know, he's got spunk, <laughs> to say the least. He's just not good enough. He's yeah. not good enough. Oh, he's like, not Jimmy me, Butler, no. Marcus Smart is ideally you know, your your fourth or fifth best player. Like, actually, ideally, Marcus Smart's a hell of a first guard coming off the bench. That For a championship team, that's yeah. what I want Marcus Smart to be, is your first guard off the bench, but you're relying on him. And again, the problem with Marcus Smart is you just never know what you're going to get. Well, the, the, what I've noticed with Marcus, and we'll start with him because they, they just quit last night. So we have to break down the situation and kind of analyze what's going on because something went wrong. Okay, there's something wrong with the recipe. Okay, in the locker room, somewhere along the way, something didn't jive. And I think you've got a couple of camps, Jeff. And this is my opinion as an observer. It seems to be Tatum and Smart and in Missoula. Then it seems to be Brown and everybody else, as far as I'm concerned. Because for whatever reason, Smart's with Missoula. I think, listen, Smart was with Ime. So I think it's Tatum- and Missoula, because I think Jason wanted Missoula, and I think you got smart probably more with Jalen Brown that maybe but why, didn't want. But why is smart on the floor at crunch time as opposed to the other two guards who have played better? Because Joe That's- Scared is smart. Joe Scared okay. is the better. Right, and well. he does bring toughness. He does bring right. an intensity that you need because you don't get it from anywhere else. But he can't Nowhere. score in the clutch. I mean, what we've seen, Jeff, from smart, what was it, game two? He had 10 assists, and I think he shot once in the first half, and then the second half he started to shoot all the – you know, in the fourth quarter, if Marcus – did, it's obvious that the defense wants Marcus Smart to shoot in the fourth quarter. Let's, and that's what has happened. We saw it against Philadelphia. We saw it against Miami. Uh, we saw Tatum absolutely spit the bit in the fourth quarter. So, I, I mean, help me out here, guys. Why, Bob and I were talking about it before we went on the air. 
Jalen Brown and Mark, we, we've seen the numbers. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, when they both score over 20 or over 30, they're like 33 and one. It's some crazy number. Why can't that happen in games like this, Jeff? Does Marcus Smart get in the way? Does Jalen Brown not like Jason Tatum? It's a simple game. Why can't this two-headed monster do something against Miami? What have I said for three years? It still looks like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have never played basketball together. I know. I know it got good for a little while. For a little while, people were saying, no, you're wrong. Look at them. They're playing off one another. Again, they do not make life easier for one another at all. Like, at all. They don't. And and part of it is Missoula. Again, you're not putting them in a two-man game. So I think there is some blame there. But ultimately, you're the two stars of this team. Work off one another. And I'm telling you, I would love to see the numbers of, again, I think it was a while ago, the numbers of how many times they passed to one another. It's so much lower than other, you know, stars within the league, especially two wings that have the ball in their hands a ton to be able to pass, dribble, shoot. I mean, let's get Bob's take on this because, Bob, you have seen in your career a number of dynamic duos or uh, three players possibly. I mean, you know, with the Celtics, I think of McHale and Bird. You know, the bulk Hall of Famers, one the greatest low-post player ever, arguably, he and Akeem probably. But, like, McHale and Bird got along fine. I mean, they weren't friends, but on the floor, they were were great. They they had that total – professional respect for each other in their games and they each know that the other one made enhanced they enhanced each other larry's well aware that uh kevin took up the, the hard defensive assignments you know that he, and and that kevin uh, finished off his pass as well and kevin i remember a year that when larry was hurting uh had missed the whole season remember you know pretty much when he, in, 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 in 70 uh, 89 and when he came back, the first exhibition game was in Worcester, and Kevin was raving about having Larry back. That, that he got those entry passes he hadn't gotten in months, you know. Okay, anyway, they and they weren't the greatest of friends off the court, but they weren't enemies. They just they, they, and they, that's Tatum and Jalen. I think they're people. similar in that regard. I think they're, they're very guys. different personalities. I've said this over and over, and people have taken it the wrong way. They're not guys who are hanging out left and right off the court, but they're they're friends. They're friends, but they're not like buddies. They're friends. No. So, I mean, but, why, so, but Bob, what, I mean, what do you but, see? Bob? This, I, that's, I, I resisted, I, you know, I have, I have resisted this line of thought and I, you know, I know Jeff's advocated this uh, for uh, forever. And, and I, I want to, I, I didn't want to buy into it and I'm still, I, I, I but I, I'm, you know, what am I going to say? Uh, the, the, it, it, it looks more and more, and here's what bothers me. I'm gonna. I'm kind of expanding this a little bit. What yeah, bothers sure. me about both of them, and I can't prove it, and I just like, and I worry about this, is that they are both classic, a, you know, AAU pups, and they are uh, uh, in this business about the uh, making first team, second team, all league, and the idea that there's substantial money involved, which which the, the media should have nothing to do with, unfortunately. Right. And 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 this is terrible circumstances that we've evolved into. You know, it was bad bad enough in the old days when you found out there was clauses if you made in baseball Cy Young. You know, and you get a uh, and, and who votes for the Cy Young? The media. You know, and that was bad enough. What we have in the NBA now is, is horrendous. Yes. I mean, when it's 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 criminal. It's awful. What I'm getting at though is I worry that these two guys are much more obsessed with making all league than worrying about winning ball games. 
and making the content. I, I would say this. I, I would sure. watching the Heat and the I'm, Celtics. I would say this. I watch the Heat and I look at all these dudes that were told they're not good enough. Starting with Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah. Who had no no 30th, offers. It's the thirtieth pick of a draft. Well, he had no offers coming out of high school. Zero. He had he had to go to junior college oh, junior and college. then go to Marquette. Nobody thought he was good enough. Um, and that whole team. Gabe Vincent. I tweeted out. He was the fourth leading scorer as a senior at UC Santa Barbara. How about that? Fourth. Fourth leading scorer on that team. We know Duncan Robinson's story, right? Like Max Struess started. Max Struess at Lou. I never. Honest to God. I've been around college sports now 70 years, literally, okay? And I've heard of a lot of obscure schools. But Lewis was not one of them. (laughs) I had never heard of Lewis a, a newer until I researched until two weeks ago when I started looking into the you know okay tell me about Max I I don't even remember that the Celtics had him I know that he was the last guy I wasn't paying attention. Lewis, so, anyway, so go the ahead. Celtics are the opposite. The Celtics are the oh. opposite. Tatum's been told how good he is since by by people like me uh, <laughs> since he was fourteen. Jalen right. Brown was a top top player back early in high school because he was so much bigger, stronger, athletic than than everybody else. Um, and again, you just got a bunch of dudes on this team that that have been, oh. and really the main two, the main two have been their their asses have been kissed for a long time, and they just don't play with that fire that that Miami plays with overall. No, they're they front don't. runners. I mean, this team is, and Bob has oh. pointed this out. Do the Celtics? The Celtics have the talent, but Bob has said, do they have the it? Do they have the intestinal fortitude? And they don't. They're soft. They miss Ime. They miss Ime Adoka and, and how he held them accountable. Where again, we talked about Brad Stevens didn't really do that non-confrontational. I think Joe Mazzulla's not Brad, but but again, how confrontational can he be? I mean, he went, you know, second row Joe yeah. to, to now coaching, and it's hard for him. He's trying to keep the job. And and the best way to keep the job, and he did. I guess I don't know. We'll see if he keeps it, but he got a yeah. contract. Um, was was honestly pleasing the players. That's what Joe Missoula had to do. He knew that. And again, then you start losing a little bit, and the players don't have that same level of respect. If you win, it was Brad Stevens when he took over as a college coach. You get crucified. All these college coaches failed. Well, Brad took over and did so well with a kind of a ragtag group. That he he got that equity. They believed him. They started to to play for him. Okay, this guy knows what he's doing. Then the moment it goes wrong, which it did with Brad at the end, it was oh he's a college coach. He can't you know they they lost they lost their kind of it in him and their belief in him. And I don't know if they ever had it for Joe Missoula. Yeah, well, it's going to look back at if and when this ends this week. Uh, we're going to look back and and the date was September twenty first. By the way, I remember it well. Because uh, I know where I was when I, and 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 uh, that uh, we the, it came down on on an Emi, and uh, we're gonna look back and say, boy, that you know what they never in a sense they didn't recover if this is the case. You know what the date was? You know what the real date was? February sixteenth when they decided to give Missoula the oh. full time job. Because <laughs> again, it, it, I have a couple questions for you guys. I, I have two. I don't mean to hijack this. No, Jared, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I have two questions. I have one with, let's start with Missoula. And if you are Wick, uh, Grousebeck, 
what do you do with Missoula now? You've given him a contract. We don't know how much money it is, but most contracts in the NBA are, are fully guaranteed. Let's say you gave him another three years after this year, which is my guess, yeah. somewhere in that probably three-year range at this point. I don't know what the dollar figure is, but it's significant. Certainly, it's, it's not going to be cheap. Sure, right? It's seven figures at least, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100 It's at least a million, if not more. Probably more. Probably two to three million is my guess. Yeah, what I mean, do you do? Buy him out. It's, gonna, it's probably going to take 10 million to buy him out, right? 10 Correct. Now, I would assume that would be a, a, a figure that would, yeah, somewhere on the cheap end would be 7 million. On the high end would be 12 million. Somewhere in that range. What do you, it's not your money, obviously, but what do you do, Bob, with Missoula? Well, that's I. What do you do? I. I. That's what what Brad and, and well the, and management to decide. Uh, we don't know what they are thinking. You know, uh, the, uh, we just don't know what they are thinking. You know, and I mean, Brad's got a lot at stake. This is a, a, a. It was Brad put faith in this guy. I. I I've been saying I had. I'm not going to bail on Joe Missoula because I got too much respect for Brad Stevens. He's not stupid, and he believed in this guy. But uh, you know that. But I could be. I mean, obviously, I could, is it time? Is it time to question why they didn't hire Damon Stoudemire, who yeah, was, was, who was an NBA that. player for years? Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Jeff, I'm glad right. you said that because yeah, why didn't they? Why did Stoudemire? Why wasn't Stoudemire hired? He was too close to Ime. That's why. I yeah. think. I think that's the the primary reason was he was an Ime guy, and after everything that happened, they felt like they couldn't promote Damon Stoudemire. But again, Damon had years in the league, oh. so I think players ultimately immediately would have respected him and his decision making. Now Damon's not an MFer either. Like, but I think again, he can get into guys because he had played in the league so long. It was a baffling and 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 again, I like Joe a lot as a guy. It was a baffling, baffling decision, except when you look at again how close that Damon Stoudemire was to Ime Adoka. Then yeah, you understand it a little bit. That makes perfect sense to me that that would be the impediment. Hiring him because he made good sense. Otherwise, I didn't answer your question. I'm, I hate questions. I mean, I you know it's a fair question, yep. but I I I it just seems that well you know I don't say it's going to ruin the guy, but it, it's going to taint the guy. Would you cut the cord? I guess forget money. Take money out of the equation right now, which you can't do. But let let let's say, wait, are you ready to say Joe Missoula is not the answer, Bob? And let's go after Monty Williams or Nick Nurse or somebody well, like I mean, that. Because- here, but here's the question, you know, Bob, I'll, I'll ask it this way. How long are you willing? Okay, if Missoula stays, all right, yeah. how long are you willing to give him to fix this? Because this is. Well, you have to give him next postseason. You have to. If you're going to bring him back, they're going to be good enough in the regular season like they were this year. Right. And ultimately, all that matters is the postseason. So you've almost. If you bring him back, unless he falls flat in his face, you almost got to give him next postseason, don't you? Can it be fixed? Bob, you've been around teams forever. It's obvious that they don't respect him and they're not listening. My opinion. My opinion. I don't think he has any control over this team. Can that be fixed? Uh, well. That's the tough part. I mean, no. look, nobody wants anybody to get fired. No. I mean, no, I get no. it. Quite frankly, if I'll I take would, ten million to get fired, you want to give me ten million not to work? Uh, I'm okay with that. Here's the thing. 
There yeah. are, I think everything's, there's always um, context. Everything in life is context. Everything I mean, for the most part, right? I mean, everything for the most part, boy, is that a contradiction? Most things in life are, are, are in context and I'll stand on that, okay? Context. And the context is there are great choices out there available to them right now. You mentioned those, that there are coaches that I would rather have than Joe Missoula. Absolutely, positively, and and not including Doc, which is what I want to. Is not, they're not bringing back Doc. No, no. no Doc other, and Rick are not. Rick and Doc would, are not. I would take. Yeah. I would take Monty in a heartbeat. I would take Nick Nurse and I would take Mike Budenholzer uh, to, for this group. Uh, and I don't care what happened in Milwaukee and whether yeah. Giannis or, if, if didn't like Budenholzer or whatever the hell. He's proven he can. He knows how to do it. Uh, I would. Yes. To, they need somebody. They need somebody there that can almost show them a ring. These guys and say, look. I've won a ring. Right. Listen to me. I mean, again, they listened to Ime the, the second half of the year. He figured him out. He figured him out for the most part. Now, I know we people were frustrated and they didn't win the NBA finals, but um, what Ime did from turning it around and making them, oh. I mean, we got to remember how bad they were. Oh. Middle of January on, there, there was a whole different team. He's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go because, and, and, I, and I appreciate Bob's compassion, and I'll tell you why. Because if you bring him back next year, it's just going to be worse. And the Celtics made a mistake in giving him the job because he just wasn't ready. And I'll tell you why I know he wasn't ready. Because whenever you put a kid like that and you put him in the media and he was so defensive and he was so flip, he's insecure. Yeah. He was just insecure. I mean, let's face it. Of I don't course he was. And he, he should have been. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready, Jeff. He just wasn't ready. And I don't know if they thought because Tatum liked him and it's a player's league and all that. He just wasn't. The kid wasn't ready. So five years, maybe. No fault on him. No fault on him. That's the fault. fault. And you're right, Jeff. It's really not Joe. We're blaming him. He was the head coach of Fairmont State five years ago. Yeah, it's not his fault. Right. It's not his fault. But you could just tell. I mean, he goes in acting like he's Bill Belichick in these press conferences. And I'm like, kid, you're scared. You're scared shitless. He was scared shitless. He didn't know how to do it. And then I heard, how about this one? I heard this. Well, I think it was on Felger and Maz, so who knows? (laughs) Galen Brown went to Missoula and said, I want to take Harden. And then what? Or did you say that, Jeff? And then hard. And then Missoula said, "Well, you got to talk to Marcus about that." Yeah, I didn't. I, I was on the show when they said that, so I didn't. I don't know if that who said you know where that came from, but that's right. Whatever. Um, but, I mean, you, but you, you kind of believe it. I mean, it's not crazy. No, no. So anyway, right, my, my my next big question. My next big question. Five years, two hundred ninety million. That is the contract that now Jalen Brown can get from the Boston Celtics. Man, that scares the living shit out of me. Absolutely scares the crap out of me. No. I, you know, I just listen no. to me. No, to me, I don't want to pay that money for Jalen. No, that, that's insane. No, right, right. And the idea that it's even a discussion because, and the reason why it is a discussion, it so frustrates and, and annoys me. You know that it's only because he made second team all league, right. and that's the way it, yes. the, the system yes. is. It's Just stupid. Not, should have nothing to do with anything. It's just right. unbelievable. That right. we, I can't imagine how they got how we got to that circumstance. Anyway, I'm with you. I, you know, he's 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 just, he is what he is, and to a point, he's an excellent basketball player, but he's not he's not that level. No, no. absolutely no, no, no. That that's that's elite. Yeah. That's a like guy killers. that you could say if you're paying that money, it's he's our number one guy. And yeah. he could take over a game. 
Tatum has shown that. I know he's shown the opposite too. But Tatum with a killer next to him. And I don't know who that is. I, I Honestly, I don't know who I'd trade Jalen Brown for anymore. It wouldn't be Bradley Beal. You know, it, it's flipped for me where I actually think, although for that money, maybe it would be Bradley Beal because I don't want to pay five years 290. That again, Who else does, though? Who else does? Do you think anybody would pay him that? I mean, some small market team might think he could be the, you know, you got to overpay. And and I don't, I, you'd have to, I guess, I don't know what the rules are. If you could trade him, I don't know if you could sign him to that and then trade him right away. I, I don't know what those rules might are. Might be like a 90-day window or something. There. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, I mean, there, that's the hard part is who's the right fit alongside Jason Tatum now? You need you need a, a – you want a Jimmy Butler type. There aren't many Jimmy Butler types out there that are killers. No. Right? So, like, who – I mean, shit, in, in a year can you, you know – Draft Ronnie James and then get get LeBron to come along, a 40-year-old LeBron to come with Tatum. I, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like the way Tatum and Jalen Brown play to play with one another. I, I just I've never liked it. And now in the playoffs, I think they've reverted, reverted back. They were good for a little stretch together where I felt like they, they were learning, they were maybe taking some of the criticism, but now again, it's like, man, they just they look like they've never played ball together. I I gotta give you guys a historical uh tidbit. Uh as we know, no one has gone come back from 03 in the NBA. The closest, though, is very interesting, you know, in terms of how close it almost happened. A mere 72 years ago, uh, the Knicks fell down 03 to the Rochester Royals. They won their next three games, and with one minute to go in game seven, the score was tied. And they were on the losing end of a block charge quandary. And that Dick Tricky Dick McGuire took a charge from Bobby Davies. And the referee gave the benefit of the doubt to Davies, who made the two free throws that won the championship. Wow. How about now? There was a bucket at the with one second to go ceremonial after they dribbled out the clock. So made a four-point game, but it was really a two-point game. And that's how it ended. That's how close the Knicks came to doing it. So there's hope. <laughs> no, there's not. Good job, Bob. Way to sell it, kid. All right, let's go to let's go to the um the other guys. Let's go to the other guys right now. And Bob, I'm going to let you go with Denver because you have loved this team from the beginning. Well, I, I love them more and more and more. And I I can't. You know, Jamal Murray's playing. They could be Jamal, well, like Jamal Murray's playing our world right now. He's playing. He's playing. He's kept. He's Seth Curry. He's making Seth Curry shots. Yes, right. Is. He's making yes. Seth Curry shots, yes. and 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 he's playing at that level. And God love him. There, there's nothing that I can add to the Jokic assessments. There's right. another great story in the in the New York Times today. Jeff Kurt Streeter is talking about how he plays at his pace. I'm always saying how you know for those uh, who remember what I'm talking about, he doesn't play at 33 and a third. He doesn't play at 78. He plays at 45 all the time. Goes wherever he wants to go, does whatever he wants to do. Nobody can stop him from getting and doing what he wants to do. He has figured this thing out, and it's, it's amazing. Um, but they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting a, a, the help they need from other people like Michael Porter Jr. and at, when they need it, and, and so forth. Um, and they they are, of course, very well coached by Mike Malone. I'm so happy. I'm so happy, and I'm happy. Worcester Academy guy. Um, and I, I was so fond of his father, who's a terrific guy, Brendan, one of my all-time favorite NBA people. Anyway, they're this, they're they're 
they are doing the opposite of the Boston Celtics. They are peaking at the right time. Yeah, and they're they play but they're hard. playing playing hard and smart, and 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 uh, well, um, it's their star. You you can count on their superstar. You know he's going to show up every single night. You know, I know he he hasn't been great at the end of games these last couple of games, but he hasn't needed to. He hasn't needed to as much. And, and they've surrounded him with shooters, right? Like oh, yeah. Murray can shoot it. We know Kentavious Caldwell Pope oh, has really shot it well. Michael Porter Jr. can shoot it. The only guy that can is really Aaron Gordon, and he brings that kind of energy and toughness and. So they, their their team is put together. They're constructed well. I thought the Celtics were constructed well um, with the addition of Brogdon and Derek White, but they're just missing. You know, it's not like, again, I'll say this. It's not like Murray and Porter Jr. are MFers. They're really not. Like, like Porter definitely isn't. Oh, no, Murray, no. You, you might get the wrong idea. He, he's still kind of a mellow Canadian kid, right? Like, that's what he is. Yeah. Now, Bruce Brown... I'll take oh. Bruce Brown on my team any day of the week. Every yes. I, I tweeted this out that every team in the league would, would want a Bruce Brown. There's yes. no team that would not. If he shows up at your doorstep, hey, come on in. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Gordon and Gordon is tough too. So you've got a couple tough dudes around Jokic who's tough as shit. So they've got enough that that again, a, a Porter can have an off game, even a Murray can have an off game, and they can they can win because Jokic just makes everybody better consistently. Like can he can do everything? It's funny. I, I've had I had an argument with my nephews on a group chat because I say Tatum is the most complete player. I've said this over and over in the NBA in terms of complete in his skill set, not necessarily like whether he brings it every night, but right. his overall skill set. And they argue with me about about Jokic, and obviously right now I'm I'm kind of eating my words, uh, but I just felt like Tatum can score in a much more effective way consistently than, than Jokic can. He's a better three-point shooter. He can put it on the floor. He's a better defender. Uh, but Jokic has made me look stupid because he's been so dominant and, and so exceptional hey, in every way. Now, on, on the other side, what do we make of AD in this series? Been... Yeah, I mean, AD's always been a little bit of an enigma. You know, he has because, again, you know, the injuries, the uh, questionable toughness, that's always been questioned with Anthony Davis for the most part is how tough is he? Um, and, and it's a tough matchup going against Jokic. It is. I mean, the dude is just like you, like you said, he's so hard to guard. It's like, what do you do with him? Because he takes it up the court. He can grab it off the glass and go as kind of your point forward. And he moves much better than he, like he doesn't look like a plotting big, and then he sees everything. Everything. He sees everything. He's yeah, and at six eleven or whatever the hell he is, he he's that that's such an advantage, and yeah. and and he doesn't miss. He's an open man. He's he, he finds them. No, they're 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 fun. I mean, it's gonna be. There's no way that they won't win, and and uh, and and good for the city. They you know they they're an ABA expatriate team that they've never won in the NBA. They've never been to the finals. Uh, you know they've they've had some they had some teams. The Doug Mo teams were. Fun teams, remember they, they, were, they, they were Oh my God, you know with with Skywalker, uh, yeah, uh, with Kiki and and and, and uh, Alex English. They could score. One forgotten. Oh my oh. God, they, I remember a game in Boston. We had a one forty eight, one forty six game, I believe it was in Boston. With them. Yeah. No surprise. <laughs> Those dudes didn't play any D, but they could score. So no, what no. do you think? What do you? Because it does look like a Denver Miami matchup. Who do you like there, Bob? Well, you know, I'm 
I'm going to root for Denver and I'm going to, I think Denver ought to win, but, but Miami, you know, they, they're, they're, they're playing great. They're playing great. You know? And um, I, I, my question is where was this all year? You know, how, why did they have need to have to stumble into the playoffs and, and win play in games? Well, and, it was hurt a bunch. Yeah. You know, but they, they, they weren't completely healthy, but they're, they're still Remember not. What they're do- and the other thing, I'm giving them full credit. They're doing this without Tyler Hero, yes. who you would have argued is your second best player. Yeah. yeah. Right Bam, Bam's been really good. Like, oh, like Bam, Bam has taken his game up a level. Remember last year in the series, he wasn't as assertive offensively. Uh, how about that spin been- move? Oh, my God. Wasn't that beautiful? Bam, Bam's the one guy on that team. It's funny that was highly recruited. Obviously, went to Kentucky. He was drafted high, but he doesn't play like he's been given anything. That's the oh, no, difference. no. He plays with an edge. Yes, but always not. has. Love no, Bam Adebayo. Oh, great, great the- kid. Here's my 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 other question, Gary. Is this the last time we see LeBron James this deep in the NBA playoffs? I don't think so. I, I, you know, who knows? I don't. That's it. Well, boy, let me think about that. I'm going to, I won't. This, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to bet against him. He's yeah, just, I can't. But I'm with Bob. I mean, yeah. you know, player movement. Who else comes in? Where does he go? Yeah. Does, I can't, I can't bet. How, against how long him. can his body stand up to this though? Like how many more years does he want to play? Well, that's okay. Play? That's the question. Okay. Right. So that's, that's the question. Oh, I, we know they, how we have the answer to that. Well, but I mean, at least two. Yeah, yeah I mean to play hey, with Ronnie, but the body, yeah. but the body. The thing about it is, he's playing. Look, the, he's the best thirty-eight-year-old ever. And I, I wrote this, and and uh, people say, "What about Kareem in '85 and all that?" Kareem was sporadic in his last right. in his ending years. You know, he had his moments, and 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 but he wasn't what, the guy. He wasn't no, the guy. He wasn't the guy. No, and right. and he had a great series in '85, and he lasted four more years. And and all that, but but believe me, in the end, he's averaging ten points a game, and he's you know he, he's 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 a uh, you know he's a spot effect spot player more or less. And LeBron is still a primary player at thirty. He spends literally, if we're when we're, we're told, a million dollars a year on body upkeep with trainers and and supplements and the whole thing, and and it, it's a it's a wonderful body, and it's it that it's not a thirty eight year old NBA body. It's it's an it's a body we've never seen before at age thirty eight in the NBA. And we've had older players, and a few guys got there in their early forties. Kevin Willis, and you know, but uh, but nothing like this. Yeah, so, I can't bet against him. I can't bet against him. But the one thing I will say is, I hope he doesn't stay too long. Right, right. And I, he's oh, not there. He's not there. We say that. I, 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 I hate to say it. I I think an injury will will define when LeBron has to step away. I I think that'll be it. You know, at some point he does play with such still you know, force and veracity that like, Oh yeah. I think at some point, once you get older, listen, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older than him. Uh, even when I go out and play softball at the end of it, you know, my knees are hurting. So like at some point his, it's going to catch up with him. Oh, he's had the last few years. He've had substantial time missed. Yes. Sure. It's gone. I know. That, so, that'll be it. I, I, you know, can he go two more? I, I hope he goes three more and doesn't rush Bronny in. And let's Ronnie play two years uh, at, at USC. Um, by the way, I, I ran into Andy Enfield, the head coach at USC in Las Vegas over the weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, we were talking for a while and uh, I was just joking with him about, you know, his job this year, next year to coach oh, Ronnie oh. and what it's going to be like. Wanna and, be- uh, Enfield's got a, a Celtics background too, guys. If you didn't know, 
he came up, he was like a shooting coach for the Celtics years ago. So, you know, he, he was just saying how he hadn't dealt with Bronny much through the recruiting process, but that the family was just so good to deal with overall in the limited interactions he has with, with Bronny. And he, he, he really, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but he, he asked Bron, you know, one of the questions was talking to him about, you know, whether he wanted to play with good players at USC, which they got a bunch of good guards and, and maybe um, not play as much. Or did he want Ronnie to play with lesser players and have a bigger role? And LeBron said right away, no, no, I want him to play with good players, even if his role, he's not averaging, you know, 15, 18 points a game or something like that. So, I, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing unfolds with Brian. It's going to be, they're going to be like traveling circus. They're going to be yes, like traveling with the Beatles in yeah. 1964. Well, do you think, does LeBron, LeBron, will LeBron be a pain in the neck though? I mean, he's not going to get in the coach's ear, is he? I don't know. I, you know, I think he'll pick his spots. I don't think he'll, you know, he'll be in his ear consistently, but I think there'll be a meeting at some point next season. I do think there'll be a meeting where LeBron James comes in and says, Hey, listen, you know, my kid's averaging six or seven points a game. Uh, can we can we do this or this or this uh, and, and maybe expand his role a little bit? I wouldn't be surprised if there's a meeting in, in the middle, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, December or something like that. All right, Jeff Goodman, we can't get away today without you telling us your hockey story. What was my hockey story? Watching the game. The oh, yeah. Crazy. Tell, so tell I, the world about your hockey experience. I mean, I literally left Logan Airport um, at the end of the first uh, period. We, we 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 flew out. We left at the end of the first period, and I was which going to Vegas. You, which, which game are you talking about? Uh, this was the four-overtime game. Four, okay, okay. Okay, uh, game one. And uh, I'm watching the game on, on, on the flight. Uh, I land. I take a car to uh circa which is by the way the best place to watch games in vegas now it's it's new it's downtown they built it um derek stevens uh businessman from michigan built it a couple years ago it's insane um literally got from boston all the way to circa and watched the final goal uh, (laughs) in the fourth overtime like how crazy is that think about that like i'm rushing from because I'm a big Carolina Hurricanes game, uh, fan now because of my daughter. So I'm very interested in this game. And uh, I get there and literally kind of walk in circa. And five, <laughs> not five minutes later, they lose in the fourth overtime. It was crazy. Well, it was 2 a.m. Eastern plus. 2 a.m. My wife and daughter are yelling and screaming. Um, and uh, and then they lose game game two in overtime as well. Keith Kachuk. Uh Keith Kachuk's kid. Keith uh, Kachuk's sorry. Kid, right, kid. Uh Not great right. job, guys, as always. We'll talk, we'll talk again next week. It, it's not going to involve well, it'll involve Celtic talk, but oh it'll, it'll be crap, but not moving on. Right, Somebody's right. moving on. <laughs> Somebody's moving on. Somebody's all right. all right, guys. Good stuff. I'll see you. And once again, folks, thanks for joining us on the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway along for the ride podcast. Brought to you by FanDuel, because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 as you make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. We'll talk to you again next time.